this morning, I want to start off by sharing some scripture with you. Now, in the last four weeks, we've been, we've been looking at uh, the riskiness of, of what it is to follow Christ. And when I say riskiness, again, I don't mean to, for, for us to say, hey, I'm a Christian, isn't that risky? If you go to some countries that uh, to, to profess your faith can be lethal to things like this. What I'm talking about in our daily lives is that it's hard sometimes to make and do things that are sometimes the right things to do. It's hard sometimes to stand up for what is right. It's hard sometimes to have to stand up and try to make a difference because there's sometimes you're going to get something pushed back on you. And we know now in this world that we live in is that speaking out, usually you're going to upset someone some way, somehow, whether we like it or not. And we know that even talking to our, our spouse or talking to a close friend or, or one of our children or, or someone who is near and dear to us, that can always be a hard conversation as well. But so there is a risk involved with living life. And so we have to choose on a daily basis if we want to take that risk. If we are going to stay silent and stay back and kind of stay in the shadows, or are we going to step out into the light and put ourselves in positions that might be risky? And what we've looked at then is different scriptures looking at how Jesus' whole ministry has been that of risk. Since he was 12, 13 years old and went into the temple and started teaching, he has put himself at risk. He has said and done things that people do, have not appreciated. He has said and done things that, that make him look more powerful than others. He has said and done things that, that put him in a place to where there is a collision going on. And we know that sooner than later, what happens with Jesus, he, find, he meets death. Based on people who are envious of him, people who are jealous of him people who um, see him as a troublemaker, people who see him as someone who's going to steal their power. But Jesus has something that he continues to tell us. And, and what we're looking at in Mark 8 is Jesus is with his disciples. He has gathered them up and he wants to kind of talk to them. And he's having this talk with them about that. He is coming out and saying, I am the Messiah. And they're saying, Jesus, we know who you are. But Jesus is now kind of saying, Okay, you understand that I have power. You understand who I am. But there's a price to pay with power. And there's something you need to know about having this knowledge. There's something you need to know about being a follower of Christ. So Mark and Mark, Jesus, then, then Jesus began to teach his disciples, the human one must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, chiefs, priests, and the legal experts and be killed and then after three days rise from the dead. He said this plainly, but Peter took hold of Jesus and said, scolding him, begin to correct him. After calling the crowd together with his disciples, Jesus said to them, all who want to come after me must say not to themselves, take up their cross and follow me. All who want to save their lives will lose them. But all who lose their lives because of me and because of the good news, we'll save them. At some point in time, all of us 
have to realize that doing things the way we've always done them may not be the best idea. At some point in time, we have to realize that the true blessings of life aren't something that you can buy, aren't something that you can have as far as materialistic, but the true blessings in life, as we know, are the relationships that we have, the people that we love and care for. That at some point in time, we have to put our childish ways aside, and we have to deal in the world of reality. And reality can be very cold. Reality can be very hard. But can also be very beautiful and very amazing. The reality that someone cares and loves us is beautiful. The reality that we have a special relationship with someone is beautiful, is incredible. You know, there's a reality that we have to face many times when that our bodies aren't what they used to be. But that doesn't mean we can't enjoy and thrive in life. There was a time where maybe we were quick to, to judge or we were angered very quickly that we spoke our mind harshly or that we were very aggressive. But then we start to realize is maybe, just maybe, a kind word works a lot better than a harsh word. We start to realize that the more and more stuff that I pay for and then I accumulate makes life harder and harder because it means I have to take more care of more stuff or I have more payments or I have whatever it may be that maybe there is something real about living a simple, simple life. Again, this is nothing new to any of us. It's no great surprise that less is more. Especially going into Thanksgiving and Christmas when, when we really learn what it is to be consumers. We really learn what it is to have so much. Today also in lines with All Saints Day. All Saints Day, um, many of us maybe have heard of it. All Saints Day in the Christian um, year is a day that we celebrate um, depending on uh, Catholicism. looks at it one way. Different churches look at different ways, but for the Methodist church and for a lot of Protestant churches, what we look at is we celebrate those who have gone on, who have passed away before us. We celebrate those people who have, uh, has, whose hard work and they have come to be at rest. This morning we've prepared a video that will look at some of the people in your lives who you've submitted and asked us to show. And, and when for a few moments, we're going to pause and we're going to look at these beautiful, wonderful faces that many of you um, miss dearly. These wonderful faces who many of them have made this church be what it is today. Many of those faces that have inspired you and encouraged you. It's the people that want you to live and want you to thrive. It's those people who are saying to you, it's worth the risk to do the right thing. I've never sat at the bedside of a person who is dying and have heard them tell me to tell their loved ones to give up. 
They've never told me to make sure I do all I can to make sure that that person doesn't live a life of happiness. Instead, I hear, make sure that he eats at least two meals a day. Really heard that one. Make sure that I make sure that they stay involved in church. Make sure that I do all I can to make sure that they aren't, don't become so lonely that they fade away. Make sure that they take care of themselves. Make sure they take their medicine. Make sure they see the doctors. Make sure that they laugh. Make sure that they enjoy life. Their fight was over, but they want their loved ones who remain to live and to live well. Again, one of the risks we have in life is to love people knowing that at some point in time they will go away. But I tell you what, it's worth the risk. Jesus tells us to put things aside. We sometimes, to be first, we have to be last. Jesus tells us that we have to begin to start thinking in different terms of how we view life on a daily basis. That we have to begin to think about that it's more about the beautiful things in our life that we have. That we have to quit worrying so much about material things. That we have to quit worrying so much about being number one. But we have to start, begin to live a life that is full of serving others. That is taking care of others. That is a life that is simplicity. That is a life that is, we focus on what is good and right to do. The loved ones that you see who pop up on this screen in a few moments, that is what they are asking of you as well. Is to live your life. To put aside all the negative things that you know that are affecting you, but that you need to thrive and to enjoy and to move forward. They want you, they love you, they need you be as happy as you can be. And that is exactly what Christ is asking of us as well, is to live this life and to live it to the fullest. In my cabinet at home are these little glass juice cups. They have little strands of weed on them that kind of wrap around. Um, when I was a little boy, my grandmother um, would always give us juice in those goat glasses. And so, I love this day, but I don't like this day either because so anyway, there's little glasses. And my grandmother would give us um, juice. And so, when we had to go to throw her things or, you know, get rid of her things after she had passed on and um, I had to have those. And we never use them. In no way are they stylish. But I can't give them up. And, uh, and they have a certain type of texture to them. And what it brings back. Now each of you have that too. And it may be something as simple as a little juice glass. Maybe a piece of jewelry, maybe a picture, maybe whatever it is. But it is something reminding you of that loved one, of that lost one. 
And for some reason, when you look at that, when you take that, it brings back memories. And it may hurt a little bit, but it also allows you to, to feed on that memory, to feed on what, is, what life is supposed to be about. It's a little bit of energy. It's a little bit of a boost. It makes us realize how extremely blessed we are to be in the presence of someone so special. Now we are going to move into Holy Communion. Now remember, Jesus knew that Jesus was going to die. He knew what was to happen. And to me, I believe that God knows that you and I need memories. You and I need something to hold on to. God knows that I need a little juice glass. God knows that you need those pictures, that you need that piece of jewelry, that you need that something that allows you to feel a closeness. And Jesus wanted to give us, in my opinion, something that we could touch, that we could taste, that we could experience on a regular basis. That whenever we needed that special closeness to be together, that we could go and partake in Holy Communion. And we could be reminded, of course, that the price that Christ paid, but also we can re be reminded of how much you and I have. Reminded of the amazing abilities that we have, of what we can share, and of what we can do. Simplicity is where we find happiness. This morning I'm simply offering you a piece of bread, simply offering you a little bit of juice, and asking that you live and you live well. Asking you to take risk and to do what you need to do to go out and to do what is right and what is good. Asking you to go out and do what is right and good for these people who have went on before us. Want nothing but the best for you. And so many of them know that the key to a happy life does not mean an easy life. But it means sacrifice. It means hard work. It means you're going to get your feelings stomped on. It means you're going to get beat up pretty good. But at the end of the day, we can sit and we can rest and we can be happy for what we have, for who we are, and for who loves us.